I Do Podcast, Episode 14. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. We're very excited to introduce our guest today, Justin Kelly McClure. Hey, Justin. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Great. How are you today? I'm doing really, really well. I'm here in New York, and it's finally, uh, finally, finally decent enough to walk around without looking like uh, an abominable snowman. <laughs> nice. Great. Any sun? Yeah, there's some sun out. It, it, it's, it's come out from hiding, finally. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you on our show today. And as we were putting together our little introduction we do for each guest, uh, I'll have to admit it's a little bit harder to put together a traditional bio for you. But with that being said, we really like your saying that the worth of someone is decided on the content they create, not what is announced in a biography. So we think that's really cool. And just a little background for our audience. You were born in Georgia. You're an author, a comedian, a certified health and nutrition coach, and you have a website called OnlineDatingCritic.net. Well, we've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Well, you know, I'm, I've been kind of labeled as a dating coach, and I've, I try to tell every site that does that not to do that because I don't know what that means, a dating coach. Like, I try to write very vulnerable and very honest to let people know that I'm right there with you. It's like, I think everybody goes through things in life where they struggle and they try to find who they are in their relationship and themselves. And I, you know, I have my own story in life and I find that the real relationship in life is the one with you. Um, so with that said, I write from a very honest, often irreverent, um, but very sincere place with, you know, with a lot of humor. So, I don't think I'm really much of a dating coach. I'm more of somebody who I, I report on what I feel and I'm honest about it in the dating niche. And uh, I like to think that, you know, I have a book called Pray Your Kids Are Ugly, which is uh, <laughs> around the, it, it, and it's pretty much that if we keep going along the pace that we're going is that everybody who grows up to be really attractive, they're just going to take pictures of themselves and who's going to be solving the cure you know, for cancer. It's going to be the people who are not so as attractive because they're going to be like, well, I don't look good. I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and do something productive. So I, I, I kind of write more as a social satirist towards dating than anything else, but I do help people with their dating profiles and such like that. I love it. And just because it's funny or satire doesn't mean it's not useful. And an article that I really enjoyed, both of us enjoyed of yours, was the one, Why You Should Act Like a Kid If You Want a Successful Relationship. So we're going to be sort of talking about that today. And expounding on that, you talk about kids do not care about each other's past as a big topic. Well, yeah, that's something I, I came up with on my own because everybody that I meet personally I try to treat them not as a stranger, but a friend I haven't met yet. And, and I would just randomly talk to people like I've known them for 10 years. And I think the point related to kids is that kids, they, they jump in the sandbox together. They don't care who they were last week or five years ago. And kind of the joke in the article is that you never see a five-year-old ask another five-year-old, tell me what it was like when you were a baby. Right. They don't care. <laughs> so as, a, as adults, we tend to bring our past into the present 
Therefore, we don't see the person at all. But who really cares about the past because that person's past might have made them who they are today, which is the person you want to hang out with. So just forget about who they were, jump in the sandbox, have fun with them, and find out what they're offering right now. That really can go to the next point of children really enjoy the moment and they create new memories like you were saying, whereas adults can regenerate old ones. Well, that's all that adults do. I mean, think about any type of a, a dating situation now. You know, people, people go meet and they go hug awkwardly on the corner on an online date. And then they, 10 minutes later, they're ordering calamari together and they're forcing the worst conversation ever. They're sitting there looking at each other and they're saying, okay, do you like to travel? How, do you want to have kids? Oh, you want to have kids? I want to have kids. Well, let's, let's have kids together. They don't even know each other. Like those questions do not matter. And my whole point is that, you can't care about a person until you care about them, and you can't care about them until you've built memories with that person that are tantamount to doing things together, actually living life together, not regurgitating what you, who you used to be, because who you used to be, if I share that with somebody right now, that does not create a memory with that new person I have. I'm just retelling something I used to do or I previously did. Therefore, I'm not living at all in this current moment. And like I said, kids, they just go play hide-and-seek, they, they, they get lost in their own world. Uh, you know, a mother can look outside and say, hey, it's time, to, it's time to eat dinner, and kids don't know that they haven't eaten all day because they just are lost playing with each other, and that's how they have these deep friendships because they keep doing that day after day after day. But as adults, we sit in front of somebody and we have all the judgment and the cynicism and all these different things that we have because we want because we have so much fear that, that we have to worry about who somebody used to be instead of just seeing them for who they are. Yeah, I love it. And talk about living in the moment and, and asking the questions. And one of the ones you mentioned is instead of asking about old things and talking about that, you say, what made you happy today? That, yeah. I mean, you know, once again, I, I, I took that, I went, um, you know, I'm currently single and I went out with somebody like a while ago and the first thing I asked her, I just said, you know, what made you happy today? And she said, you know what? She said, nobody's ever asked me that. And I said, well, they should, you know, it's like, I, I want to know what made you happy today. What made you smile today? And I think if we just take our relationships and our friendships and our marriages, it doesn't matter what it is. And just look at the person and just say, what made you smile today? What made you happy today? And then if they say, oh, I had a, I had a good cup of coffee this morning. Well, that's a conversation. Well, what, what, why did it make you smile? What, was the coffee good? Where were you at? Did something happen? That, that is building a memory and talking about something together. And that's, all, that's the only thing I'm inter interested in with people. I don't care what, what you did two years ago or five years ago. I don't care. I wasn't around. I want to know what made you happy today and if you're contributing to yourself today. That's awesome. And I think that can really be used toward uh, all your relationships, whether it's with your partner, your spouse, a friend or a coworker. It really can be used all around in life, asking people what made you happy today. Well, that's what I said. I mean, not even your relationships or your potential relationships. I think the, the merit of trying to be a good person is having curiosity about someone, and that's saying to your coworker, to your friend, to your, your mom or whatever, hey, you know, just what, what made you happy today? What made you smile today? Or, or, or other, some, other, other questions like that that I just like to know, like, how are you doing right now? And that's just a different way for me to say, how are you doing right now? Because I don't want to, I don't want to ask what makes you sad today. I want, I want to find out what made you happy today, and then that's the that's building point of a conversation that we can have together. 
seems like it's it's really all about living in the present moment and and bringing that to a relationship, which I think is huge in a relationship and in life. Well, you know what? What else is there? There is no. Yeah. There is nothing but this moment. There's no. There's no past or future. Those are concepts we invented to replace living now. And like I said, kids don't. Kids don't do that. They don't know how to because they haven't learned how to do that. And that's why they're so innocent and pure. And that's why they have the best relationships because they haven't learned how to be adults. And that's why that article I opened up by saying that kids are smarter than us. I've never seen a kid with a full-time job or a broken heart. <laughs> I love I've never that one. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've never seen a child like that. So therefore, they go through their day trying to say, what makes me happy? And sometimes it's just candy or it's a puppy dog. The simplicity that makes them happy, they can carry it into their friendships. And, and we as adults, we forget how to do that. Yeah, and, and it's paying attention to those things. And I'm actually reading a book that talks about this. I, I don't know if you've heard or read uh, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like a popular spiritual book, and I just got a hold of it and was reading it on, while I was traveling. And one of the the big things is that this mentor is telling the kid in, in this story is to approach life as a child. And he's not even talking about relationships, but he's just talking about getting more out of life and the experiences. Because in this particular instance, they were talking about colors and smells and a child pays attention to those things. And the first time they see uh, an amazing sunset, the the child, the colors are all new. And, and it's like the most amazing thing ever to the little kid. And and you can take those things to life, but and then to a relationship, and it's just going to be so valuable. I, I, I agree. Like you know, like kind of like I don't know what the book says, but it's probably in the same way that we sit here, and instead of seeing the sunset or hear the birds chirping, we see our bills, we see yeah. all these the, the problems with our mate, we see everything that's not there, the illusion that we've created, but really is what what is there is there's a nice sunset, the birds are chirping, and, you know, the wind is, the wind smells nice. We don't see that because we're too busy seeing what's not there. Would you have any advice for helping somebody kind of step back and, and realize that they're not in the moment and they need to step away from their technology and their phones and computers and, and live in the moment more? Well, you know, I, I'm not much on the I'm not much on the advice realm because I try to practice it myself. But I can just say, what I do is, you know, I I, I meditate. I'm I'm a very much a Type A personality, and I can admit in my personal life, I go to therapy. Very good for me. I go to meditation, and these things help me to focus on where I'm at. Where is my mind going? Am I running away from myself? If so, how can I get back to who I am? And that's my meditation is looking from the ground up, thinking about how my feet are touching the floor, what toes are not touching the floor, what, what's on top of my, uh, what, what, you know, thinking about the top of my feet, then working my way up all the way through my body to be completely present with, with where I am right now because I tend to want to focus on uh, what's not really there. So for me, um, it, it's a lot of that, and I live in a city, New York City, where I can walk a lot, and I walk through parks, and I'll leave my phone at home. I mean, it's very common for me to leave my phone at home for eight hours a day and, you know, go out for the day and I don't want to be distracted because I can't come up with things to write about or I can't be a decent human being if my mind and my my eyes are always in these devices. So I try to eliminate them from time to time. That's great advice. And you need to read this book because it, it's the next thing they talk about is the way to act like a child or get that is, is meditation. So you're right on. <laughs> wow. 
That's pretty cool. Well, the next point in in your article is that uh, next time you see kids playing in a park, pay attention. They're doing more than playing. Yeah, you know, those kids are, um, if you look at them close enough, I mean, they're they're building relationships. They're playing, but they're building memories together. And think about what a relationship is. It's just a, it's just a bunch of memories together. And if you're an adult and you go to dinner and you just talk about your past or the things you want, you don't have a relationship. You, you have a regurgitation of things you've, you've done already. But I think to have a successful relationship – you have to keep building memories together. Otherwise, you don't have a bond and, and, a, you know, and you're not tied together. And think about the relationships of our youth, you know, the ones from adolescence, how strong those are, how we can call somebody up in middle school or elementary school, and we can connect to those people right away because we had fun playing with them. And as adults, we, we forget how to do that. So I think a good lesson is, and I've learned it for myself, is I, I look at kids play and I'm just like, wow, you know, they're totally optimistic. They're totally innocent. They're just out there playing together. They want to come out here tomorrow and play together. And I think as adults, it's just a great lesson for us to pay attention to that. I know you said you don't do a lot of online dating help, but you do help people with their profiles and, and help get them started. What do you find is the most common reason someone or couples can struggle in either finding a relationship or keeping their relationship strong? Well, no, no, let, let me backtrack and make it very clear. I think I have a lot of uh, advice, but it's not in the, you know, there's so many dating coaches that are, you know, and I'm, they're very cheesy. Hey, this is how you sit at a date. This is how okay, you, yeah. you know... <laughs> Yeah, who cares about that? It's like, yeah, we're all adults here. So I, I, I speak more from the very honest side of, um, psycho- you know, psychologically who I think we are and, and kind of how online dating is affecting us, meaning that people want these instant relationships because a lot of times they don't have a relationship with themselves. So they show up to meet someone and they want that person to make them happy. So they want these like instant relationships. And that comes like they rush into things. So, I mean, my advice is the same advice I give myself. I mean, once in a while I try online dating. It, it's like, but you ha- I have to bring someone into my life as a friend like I would if I was a kid. You meet, you take a walk together, you don't, you don't, you don't stare at each other at a dinner table, which is completely awkward. You have to slowly bring that person. It's awkward. Like people go to dinner and they stare at each other and there's nothing to do. And you have this table that separates you and another human being. You've never met that person before in your life. Now you have this awkward eye contact with your server and you got nowhere to go. And you're, you're, you're looking at this person and you're, and you know, 10 minutes before you never met this person and now you're buttering rolls together. How weird is that? Like, does anybody ever do that? No, it's like, if you go back 30 years ago, you know, relationships would be like, okay, hey, I know this person from this thing or from church or whatever. So we have to like say, okay, I'm meeting this person online, but what I'm doing is meeting a potential friend. And if it evolves from that, then so be it. But I can't rush into it just because we like each other's pictures. So for me, I, I, I like, you know, taking walks or getting to know somebody or just like, you know, making it really casual. And then if there's something from that, then so be it. But I, my, the biggest detriment, I think, with online dating is people treat it like it's a uh, it, it, it's it's like this slot machine of people and they're just like meeting people, meeting people. And it's not organic. It's not authentic. People text way too much. And then when they meet, they have nothing to talk about because they talked about it through their phone. 
So there's so much there that I've written about on my site, Online Dating Critic, where, you know, I'm not really, I'm a critic in the way of the pros and the cons. Like, here are the things we should be doing. Here are the things that I see us doing. And here's probably a reason why we're not successful is because we're, we're, we're forcing things and we're having these relationships through our phone, too. I mean, a lot of people now, I feel they text and text and text. And then when they meet, they really have no uh, small talk to talk about in person because they've talked about it all through their phone. Right, and then the, and there's no human element there, so it's even worse. You've talked about it, and then yeah. do you really even know the person? Yeah, and it's very difficult today because, like I said, I mean, I'm single, and what are my options for meeting? I mean, everybody meets online these days. I mean, I, I, I do try to – I have the courage to go up to people on the street if, if I want to, and, and I try to do that because if I go up to somebody on the street – I already have an emotional connection with that person because I had to get the courage and I had to put my pride aside and I had to like walk up to the person and, 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 and talk to them. But with online dating, there's no courage because, you know, people just sift through profiles and they email whoever they want. And, they, and there's really, there's, there's, there's no, there's, it, it, it takes no courage to do that. Do you think that will uh, hurt regular dating, not having that courage to go up to somebody like you said you do? Do you think, Online dating can hurt the courage in somebody? Yeah, I mean, I, I think online dating has made us all introverted. I mean, now we don't need our guys to go out and get girls anymore. Guys just stay at home and they just uh, look at look at women and email 30 women a night. And then next thing you know, they don't know who they're talking to. And then they're meeting, they're meeting people and they're thinking about other people that they could be emailing. And I think that's the vicious cycle of what technology has done, whereas – if we take that element away, like I said, I try to take the most people seriously in my life. It's like right now, I mean, I'm not on a dating site, but I am single. And so if I see somebody on the street, I will say to myself, man, I, it's scary to go talk to this girl. But you know what? I'm going to walk up to the girl and I'm going to talk to her. And, and, and most of the time I have success because I'm just honest and I'll just go up to a woman and I'll just say exactly what's on my mind. I won't tell her that she's beautiful. She already knows that. That's why I'm talking to her. I'll just go up to her and I'll just say something that's in the moment and then you start a conversation. Is it scary? Yeah. But when I walk away, if I have her number, I take that way more seriously than somebody on a dating site who I do not know, who, who it took no courage to email. Yeah, the reward is greater. And I've never, we've never done online dating, but it almost seems like recommend for every person you, you send a request online, try to approach someone in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a, that's great advice. I try to do that for myself. I'm like, so the problem with online dating is that would you approach as many people as you email? No, because you know, guys and girls and our egos get involved and you know, people get lonely and because dating sites want to make money Everything's available to you, so guys will email, 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 email. But would you approach that many women on the street? No. And I think online dating would be way more successful if they could limit the connections to be more genuine so that, hey, if, you know, if I'm talking to three people only this month online, I'm going to take those people seriously, and I'm going to want to know them better. But instead now, it's like this Rolodex of like, okay, I wrote this person. She didn't write me back. Next. Right, and, and right, there's right. no way there's no way that can be successful there's no way because it's like an addiction it's like alcohol or anything else i drink more i drink more i feel better i feel better online dating i'm emailing more people like this person didn't like me this person will who is she again i don't even know let's go out and that's what it's, that's what it's become to in this world i think yeah and it's 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 great advice to to be aware of that and and not let that sort of get wrapped up in just sending the messages because it's easy 
Well, you know, I mean, my personal story is that I came up with a lot of this, and that's why I have a book called Pray Your Kids Are Ugly, which is centered around, you know, who's going to be productive in the world if we all grow up just to, like, have Facebook statuses and say, do you like me, do you like me? But, like, two years ago, I tried Match.com, and I was on there for a month. My profile was funny, and I had these pictures that, you know, women seem to like. Next thing you know, I'm getting all these emails, and I'm like, man, I could date essentially almost every night of the week if I wanted to. And then I told myself, like, well, I don't want that to be my contribution to, to the world, yeah. but it feels good. It feels good. It feels good to have people say, yeah, you're attractive. I want to go out with you. But then I caught myself going out too much, and I was just like, this is not what I want to be doing. But yeah. I feel it's easy for people to fall into that. And if you do fall into that, how can you take any of those connections seriously? You can't. Right. True. Well, now we are getting into the his and her round where Sarah and I each ask a question that's on our minds. Well, I'll go first. And this kind of has to do with, like you said, you, uh, in your website, you write a bunch of articles about pros and cons of online dating. I know you've mentioned some, but if you could just maybe wrap up a couple, maybe like two or three pros and two or three cons, just for our listeners to kind of uh, recap that. Do you mind doing that for us? Well, you know, one of the one of the pros of online dating, I really love that we can connect with anyone. So, you know, typically uh, people have dated within their race. Um, because maybe white people, white guys are scared to go up to a pretty Hispanic girl or, you know, a black girl. But online, you know, once again, the lack of courage enables us to say, hey, I'm going to reach out to this pretty Hispanic uh, woman. And then she writes me back. Next thing you know, we're going on a date and we fall in love. So therefore, a white person is with a Hispanic or, you know, a, a black guy is with a white girl, whatever. I, I, I love that element of um online dating that we can all connect to anyone because I hopefully at some point we all morph into the same person where, you know, race or color is not a factor. I think that is the biggest, um, the biggest pro of online dating is being able to connect to anybody you want, any race that you want. That's great. It kind of takes away any preconceived ideas and not that you're hiding behind online profile, but it, it is sort of a different realm of uh, social interaction. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, because, you know, typically I think, you know, a, a lot of people are scared to go up to other people in, in, in maybe bars or restaurants, wherever they're at. But online dating is just like, OK, well, you know, it, it, it doesn't take much to send this email. So you send an email and the next thing you know, you're going out with somebody that you would never have the courage to talk to in person. And, you know, you could fall in love and you could be together and that could be great. Or maybe even never had the opportunity to meet that person because you don't live in the same city or have different jobs or hobbies. Yeah, and on my on my site, I have an article called um, "The Rise of Interracial Dating," which is even even in this like, what if I were to see somebody I was attracted to in the same vicinity? I'm like, oh, she's beautiful. I may not even have the courage to go up to her, but then I could log online and see her on a dating site, and I would email her there. So even people that you might even see in person, if you're in a small town, you could see them on a dating site and not even have the courage to to talk to them at the grocery store, but then you see them on the dating site, like, oh, here's that person, and then you email them there because, once again, it, it doesn't take anything to send an email. Well, my question is going back to the article about acting like a child in a relationship, or it's kind of, you could take that a couple of different ways, but acting like a like a kid, bringing that, that great sense to a relationship. If someone is struggling to sort of, take this perspective. Is there a piece of advice you can give that can really help? Well, yeah, and, and I think part of that, and I'm speaking from a personal experience, is that I, 
if I can ask you what made you happy and I can find out what you're passionate about and I don't even have to love what you're passionate about, but if I can love that you love it, then we are being children in that moment. Uh, because it's all about, I think what makes a relationship successful over time is being constantly curious about each other and what makes each other tick. And it's not about the things about, you know, what sports team do you like or whatever, because that's nothing that, you know, you're witnessing other people's happiness. But if you can find out what somebody really loves and what they're passionate about, because when I wake up in the morning and I'm going to breakfast with someone, I want to talk about the things inside me that I'm most passionate about. And I think if we can discover that about each other, uh, in a childlike way, then that enthusiasm is always going to be there. Because if you have that, then you have a best friend. And if you have a best friend, you have somebody that you want to keep forever. That's great advice. Now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll ask you, a se- <laughs> Uh-oh. we'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. We love it. Our listeners love it. So, Justin, are you ready to help us build lasting love? I'm, I'm ready to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Uh, get off each other's Facebook page. Don't care about what each other's doing. You're going to bed with each other. You're waking up in the same bed. Like, don't don't care. You saw somebody in a picture with them last Thursday. Like, get off each other. <laughs> Remove social media. That's a good, good one. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? Well, I would recommend my book, Pray Your Kids Are Ugly, but I don't, yeah, no, I don't know if it's, it's more it's more of a psychological outlook on where we are. But I would say for couples, um, well, I'm not part of a couple, but I loved uh, kind of in the book that you mentioned, The Power of Now. And The Power of Now is, is more about how to be present with yourself and how to find the relationship with you. Because I don't think we can be in a relationship with somebody else until we have a good relationship with, other, with, with who we are. Because until then, we're just needy and we're desperate upon other people to make us happy. But we have to be happy to be in a happy relationship. Awesome. Well, both of those books will be on our website on your show notes page at idopodcast.com. And Justin, we're getting married this year. Is there any advice that you would give engaged couples or newlyweds? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I, I think kind of what I said, I can only think about if I was in my best relationships when I get to know someone, it's just having that enthusiasm every day to really care about. I, I think, you know, we got to be best friends with each other and we got to, we got to emphasize the, the, the friend part of that. And it's really knowing that when you wake up in the morning, there's one person you want to share your excitement with good or bad. And if I can't share that with someone, then I'm going to have reasons to want to not be with that person. So that's what I look for is somebody who has the potential of being a best friend, which is somebody who cares about what I care about. And the other thing is somebody who inspires me to be my best and also keeps me from my worst. If you could give just one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? Um, Stay curious about each other. I love it. Awesome. Well, we've really enjoyed hearing all your advice you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by telling our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. My website is uh, Justin Kelly McClure. Um, it's a, you know, it's a very Irish name. I couldn't be more Irish if my name was Lucky Charms McClepricon. So, uh, it's Justin and then Kelly and then McClure, M-C-C-L-U-R-E. 
And that also goes to my site. It's called OnlineDatingCritic.net, and they're both the same site. And it's a site pretty much that has a lot of information about where we're, who we are as, as a society, a lot of humor, a lot of videos, a lot of articles. Uh, it's not autobiographical. It's more um, philosophical and psychological and, and very humorous. Um, you know, you can get to my Facebook page and my Twitter from uh, OnlineDatingCritic.net as well. And our listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on IDoPodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And thank you so much for all your generous knowledge today and for taking the time to come on our show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful. It's been great. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love?